Conservatives across the country continually organize, establish goals, and find effective ways to influence lawmakers. The problem conservatives have is that they try to use the same techniques as the liberals and cannot succeed as a result. The conservatives do not control the airwaves, the schools, etc. They also don't control the direct or indirect influences, such as publishing companies, historical societies, or newspapers. People actually believe these types of things and or support as a result of these beliefs. Do you know the difference between a conservative and a constitutionalist? They are not necessarily the same. A conservative is someone who has a political philosophy based on tradition and social stability, stressing established institutions, and prefer gradual development to abrupt change. A constitutionalist is someone that adheres to the constitutional principles in which power is distributed and limited by a system of laws. Just because we have conservatives in Congress doesn't mean they fully understand the Constitution and adhere to it. If you've been watching this series, you may have heard me say the brain is the same as a computer. Garbage in, garbage out. People make their decisions based on their knowledge, coupled with their sense of responsibility. Both have deteriorated in modern America due to the influences already mentioned. The information the average conservative receives is deficient, since there are subjects which seem to be taboo in conservative talk shows and pundit commentaries. For instance, the Council on Foreign Relations is almost never mentioned in conservative circles. Those who have have found themselves off the air when it came time to renew their contracts. There are other subjects, as well, which give understanding to people that are rarely mentioned, printed, or videoed. Conspiracy is one of these. Unless the people understand that we are dealing with a conspiracy and the organizations and individuals who play a part in this, willingly or out of ignorance, we will never be able to elect the best people to office. People vote based on their knowledge. Most who run for office poll their constituents to see how they think and then craft their campaigns accordingly. It's the tail wagging the dog. This has to change. A campaign has to be waged of educating the electorate to a level of understanding our problems, the correct solutions to them, as well as understanding who they can trust, or rather, who they cannot trust. The problem with this is that when this is done, there doesn't appear to be a direct link to the grassroots education and responsible leadership at the polls. When an individual gives money to a campaign, political party, or candidate, he can see the direct result of his money in the number of votes cast. He believes that the money played the dominant role in the gathering of those votes. This is only partially true. It doesn't mean that the majority of voters follow the money. It only means that the money may have produced a good voter turnout of those who agree with the candidate or campaign. Or, if there are not enough people who agree with the candidate, then all the money in the world will not turn out enough voters to vote for the candidate for which the backers have financed. It is that simple. 
The problem with financing the education of the electorate is that it takes time, years. And since there is not a direct line from the education to the vote, it's difficult to see. Yet we know that when we have enough people educating their fellow citizens and neighbors about the issues that count, and particularly the basic principles of Americanism, the Constitution, Bill of Rights, Declaration of Independence, and so forth, the voting pattern in that particular area starts to change and better government begins to take hold over time. It's a long-range plan, but one which works, where efforts are made to sustain the effort. We've had many on the left who lament that the efforts of the John Birch Society over the years have had a great deal of influence on America, even to the tipping point of change for America first and the defeat of globalism. We have to increase our efforts to keep the momentum going and, in the end, elect good, honest men and women into local, state, and federal government. The key is to have patriots across the country organizing and working together. The campaign must be concerted. In other words, the people doing the work must be doing the same thing, not dividing their efforts into insignificant scattered results. This also involves educating people about the right solutions, not solutions put in our path which will actually make things worse, such as federal financing of local police or changing the Constitution. This is what set the John Birch Society apart from every other organization out there. No other organization actually puts a staff in the field to organize local chapters to educate the people in a concerted manner. The Tea Party organization, for instance, always left the local units to decide what they would get involved in, and often that meant simply supporting Republicans. As good as they are and mean to be, they ended in failure and most dissolved over time. Their members did not understand what was needed to be done on a national, coordinated basis. With enough funding, the society can continue to build a full-time cadre of coordinators across the country. They build this level of understanding in the areas where we see the best chance of changing the outcome quicker than in other areas. We need men and women who can see this vision and not be sidetracked by political hoopla where understanding has not been laid within the electorate. How do you affect change? Simple. You do it by changing the voter. A leader with knowledgeable followers can do it. No political party can do it since the conspiracy always infiltrates it. It's up to us to educate the people so they will recognize what is right and assume the responsibility to vote for it.